Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Life and Limb podcast. My name is Chuck Anderson. This is episode 18 of the show. Thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate having you here. The uh, music at the beginning of the show that's fading out behind me right now is the song Life and Limb by Fugazi. Thank you, as usual, to Fugazi for the use of that song. I appreciate it so much. Um, I really do. I love that song. Um, Today I'm joined by uh, two guests, my second episode with uh, two guests, and that's always fun. Um, It's uh, hard to tell sometimes if you have two uh, guests of the same gender (laughs) who's figure out who's talking, but uh, I think you can pick up on it eventually in this one. I'm joined by Joel Flory and Greg Lutz of Visco, and uh, Visco stands for Visual Supply Company. I realize we didn't touch on that in the interview at all, but... That's what it stands for, and they make some really incredible products that uh, people use to edit their photography, uh, both on a computer. They have products called Visco Keys and Visco Film, and then they also make the very popular Visco Cam, which is a mobile uh, photo editing app um, that's really blown up and sort of been uh, able to carve out sort of its own niche, um, sort of a film emulation um type of approach and they've really just done some amazing things i mean it's to to um, pigeonhole visco and what greg and joel have done with this company um as just an app and and not really understand what goes uh into what they do and and kind of what's behind what they've created with this thing is to really miss out on the the bigger story and the bigger mission of what they're after and, and what they're trying to achieve with um just what has turned into just an amazing creative company. Um, These guys uh, started several years ago and uh, never looked back. Um, Both come from different backgrounds. Greg is from more of a design, graphic design background, um, marketing, advertising worlds and agencies, stuff like that. Joel was a photographer and uh, eventually they came together and uh, started Visco. And uh, it definitely was fun to ask them about the uh, humble beginnings of it and uh, kind of what their aim was early on all the way up until now where they've been collaborating with some really amazing brands, uh, making these custom filters for, uh, you know, packs that they release of um, filter packs and and um, preset packs, I guess they would call them presets that they release with, with people um, all the way to their artist initiative, which is this big scholarship fund where they've been able to provide uh, financially for artists to go basically just go create and support that and um, be um, kind of just a um, backbone for people to um, have and lean on uh, to, to achieve their goals that they couldn't otherwise afford to do. And, um, you know, they've been just huge purveyors and champions of creativity and photography and artists of all kind. It's been a really fascinating, incredible thing to watch and just really inspiring. If you're an artist, if you're an entrepreneur, um, of any kind of either of those two things, I think there's a lot to be learned from what they've done, um, and a lot to gain from hearing them talk about, you know, why they love to do this and, uh, what it means to them to, to be, running Visco and uh, collaborating with so many great people in-house at their company and people on the outside who use their products and uh, everything in between. So uh, yeah, just really enjoyed this. Uh, Great to chat with these guys and just learn about what they're up to, what they're doing, and hopefully uh, you'll find it inspiring as well. So yeah, you can follow um, Greg at Greg Lutz, L-U-T-Z-E on Twitter. Joel is uh, at Joel D. Flory, F-L-O-R-Y. And uh, of course, Visco is just at VSCO. So if you uh, aren't familiar, you want to learn a little bit about these guys as you're listening to this episode, that's where you can find them. And uh, of course, you can follow Life and Limb at Life and Limb on Twitter. So yeah, that's about it. Uh, Without further ado, my conversation with Joel Flory and Greg Lutz of Visco. Please enjoy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, today, I'm joined by Joel Flory and Greg Lutz of Visco. They're out at their office in Oakland, California. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. well. We're good. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you guys can make the time. I appreciate it very much. Um, we're uh, doing a video interview, so that's uh, for anybody who doesn't know. It's the first time I've ever done one. I'm not actually releasing the video, but uh, doing it over 
video this time, which is interesting. And first awesome. off, I'm supposed to say hello to you guys from a mutual friend, Noah Stokes, who's actually the guy who developed the whole Life and Limb website and all that. He's a great, yeah. great guy. Great guy, great work. Definitely went to college with him, been a fan of his stuff ever since. So Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, so both of you guys come from these very creative backgrounds, both very different that have really culminated to help create what Visco is today. Um, love to hear a little bit about both your guys' respective backgrounds. I know Joel more of a photographic-based sort of background and Greg more of the graphic design and art direction side of things. Um, and uh, since there's two of you guys, I guess I'll just kind of help uh, make sure people know who they're hearing. So maybe, Greg, if you want to start a little bit by sharing a little bit about your background, that'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I started in the design world, started in some dot-coms and some magazines early on in early 2000s, and then um, worked in music industry and design for a small little boutique shop up in Seattle called Asterix. Um And that's really super formative to me. I learned a lot. from from the guys there. And uh, after that, moved on to a few uh, other small uh, Seattle boutique shops, and as well as uh, kind of commuted to a, a great shop in New York. Um, but during the time in Seattle, uh, I really, that's where I met Joel. We collaborated on a project for his dad's construction company, and we just always stayed in touch. Mm -hmm. And um, then later on, when I was freelancing, um, uh, we worked together for some of his uh, photography branding. Um, so yeah, my background is definitely comes from um, the design world, the, the agency world, and uh, for the most part has been what we like to say, like what a 15-year-old boy likes, like video games, snowboarding, and music kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's where I come from. That's awesome. Um, and so Joel, you, uh, I've read that you... Were you a professional photographer for about 10 years or so? Is that your prior, yeah. primary background or was there some other design related stuff in there or mostly photography? Well, I mean, there there was design in the very, very, very beginning. Um, but I quickly learned that that was not my, uh, not my forte. So um, photos has, has been something post-college that I traveled a lot while in school at Cal Poly um, and quickly learned that I had a love for photography. And, and after school, I went uh, a um, career as a consultant and became a photographer. Um, and so uh, 10 years later, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely an amazing thing that I, that I love. And I, there's definitely parts of it that I still miss. I think once you're, once you're a creative or a photographer or designer, you always are. So I still mm -hmm. everywhere I go, I still see life through a lens sure. um, and how I would frame a shot or what, light would make a great photo and and so it's definitely something that stuck with me cool that's awesome so uh both of your guys passions are, are pretty different but obviously you were able to find common ground at one point when you guys met and so you said you met back in school or on early on in like in work 2005 or six? Yeah, 2005 or 2006 okay yeah so had you guys been just kind of acquaintances or had you really collaborated on anything like i mean obviously not as big as what visco is now but created anything together well i mean so my my former photo branding and site flory photo was done by greg mm -hmm. um, that was pretty much the project that we really yeah. worked on and kind of just stayed connected i mean i'm definitely someone i think we actually have even though technically a photographer and designer are different i'd say both of our passions are actually very aligned mm -hmm. from a uh i love design typography uh, architecture um, and, their, and music. Um, and these are all very, you know, common threads in the relationship. So yeah. sure. I, I think between us and then also a lot of people in the company, it's not, there's nothing so defined. People just like art and creativity and illustration and design, and they all kind of flow into one thing. And, and that's, I think, very much where Joel and I are. We might have like things that we're a little more into or that, that's what our background is. But mm. I mean, ultimately, we just, love making stuff sure yeah that makes that makes tons of sense and it's usually people like that meeting who end up making the their best work of their lives um and kind of put aside the really specific things of what they both do and sort of appreciate what the other person does and then sort of find common ground in that way did you guys both go to you guys both went to school though 
Right. I went. I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. <laughs> I went to Pikes Peak Community College, Regis University, CU at the Springs, and George Fox University. It's a lot of schools. <laughs> <laughs> I made it though. I got my degree. And this is this is uh, Greg speaking, by the way, who went to all the all the different schools. <laughs> um, so, do, do either of you guys uh, have degrees or like what you studied in school that? Uh, you feel like you're utilizing now or because I mean I feel like a lot of the interviews yeah. I've done on here and a lot of the people in my life in the design world that's like it's it's one of the two extremes I mean people either really have embraced kind of what they went to school for and it's very much a part of who they are now what they do or people are like I, I never ever use what I went to school for I might as well not have gone it was fun for the experience how, mu how much does that play into what you guys yeah. I mean from my end, it's it's funny. It's actually become extremely relevant. Uh -huh. And I actually think, even though as a photographer, my degree is in industrial technology, uh, basically project management of engineering. Uh, and even though as a photographer, one wouldn't think that that was very relevant, there's a lot of skill sets around uh, starting a business, uh, very much entrepreneurial spirit, um, and learning how to handle those things. And I think a lot of even just college and working with groups and accomplishing goals was very relevant. Now with Visco, it's extremely relevant because in a sense, you know, we have a large engineering team and there's a large part that from product, you know, design and, uh, and build out is, is very relevant into a lot of things that I learned. Although mm. it's not like a reference. Oh, I remember such and such class. It was really just a lot of those experiences uh, have really started to play out and, and shape who I am now. Sure. So. Yeah, I, I would say the same for me, um, too, that for the longest time, I didn't think I, my college degree had any bearing on anything. But looking back now, I actually realized that it did. I, I got a degree in marketing. And, uh, and so I do think looking back now that it, it has helped. That being said, like it really was... As, as it relates to Visco, I think the things that influence uh, my career is more of the experience of working in small design shops or freelancing, just learning like that hustle and, and the grit and just doing things because you love doing them, right. not just to, yeah. purely for making money. So right. I, I think it's a, a mix of both for mm -hmm. me. I'd, I'd agree. Um, Greg, I read uh, in another interview you were talking about when you were younger, having done a, a like a punk rock zine that you did and sold super cheap and like you yeah. know, so like obviously just making things for the love of it has just always been a very innate thing to you and Joel, you as well, just making things because it's revolving around something you're passionate about. So obviously, music having been a big part of your background, I know. Um, you know, that's such a factor, especially when you're young. I mean, there's no money in music when you're in your teens. I mean, there's no money in music when you're an adult for most people. But like when you're in your teens and when you're young, I mean, like the idea of doing like a zine or something like that. I mean, you're not really trying to get rich. You're doing it because it's just fun. It's just you almost like can't help yourself but to make something that revolves around what your passions are. Um, so it just seems like that's been such a common thread with like everyone I've spoken to had some sort of thing. They did it as a, as a kid that is very makes it very obvious who they are today and what they're doing today um, that you can kind of trace back to that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, I think for Joel and I, and then for our all, all of our team, there's just that desire to to make for the sake of make. I think mm -hmm. we've had to to match that, and and we definitely do. We have to run a good business. We have to be smart about it. Right. And um, we're not just going to be like cavalier, like, hey, we're going to just make stuff. But but we definitely uh, balance that passion with like, okay, let's be smart and make this something that's sustainable and something that is beneficial, not just for us as individuals, but for like the greater creative community. Like how can we equip people in that is, is something that we're really driven by. Sure. But, um, but yeah, there's definitely this desire to make, there's definitely this desire to, to create. And like, I mean, we want to redefine what the creative industry looks like. So yeah. pretty lofty goals, but as it refers to a kid, I think what's great about a kid who creates is that they just do it and they don't even realize like how hard it is to overcome certain things. They just go for it. And, and I think to some degree, that's one great thing about what we've done at Visco is like we've just been like, let's go for it. Right. Let's do it. Yeah. Just in, in some ways, if we would have known all the obstacles, we probably <laughs> wouldn't have even tried it. 
Sure. You know, but the fact that we just went for it, I think is a great thing. Yeah. So. Well, that's a good uh, kind of segue into sort of my next question, sort of in the very early stages of you guys beginning um, Visco and starting it out. Um, I mean, were there any other projects before Visco that were attempts at what Visco is now that failed or like it was under another name until it sort of evolved into what it is? Or was it one day just Visco existed? Yeah, I mean, I... I had a few different ideas that were kicking around. Um, Greg was helping me on some of them, but it, it was really Visco as a whole. Um, I mean, the name Greg came up very early on with. Uh, and I mean, branding was done, I think, like in 48 hours. A, a nice fun note around that is that uh, our entire brand is built around the fact that Greg wanted to utilize gold foil gold in something. Foil. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, that is where everything came from was our business cards. He said he could never have gotten a, never got a client to use gold foil. And so, <laughs> so you finally were the one, one prerequisite. You were finally your yeah. own client and we're just like, screw it. Like we're doing this. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I definitely say certain things that we've worked on at Visco over the time have evolved. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we did not start by making Visco Cam, you know, for one. I mean, Visco Film was our first product, and that's still out today, and we're continuing to develop around that. Um, but there were some other kind of goals, mainly around a WordPress competitor side of things hmm. and a uh, CMS side of things that we actually did build. It, it is what our site, for the most part, runs on today. There's mm -hmm. been modifications over time. Um, but we also kind of at that time, realized that it was not what we were passionate about and not what was right at that time for our company. And so sure. that's really where Visco Cam and Visco Grid were kind of born mm -hmm. out of that, you know, the, the evolution of, if you will, Visco Film into Visco Cam and then Visco, kind of the website side of things into Visco Grid, a very simple web publishing right. uh, platform. So when you guys started Visco, I mean, like what people think of Visco now, I, mean, I think... I think most people generally think first and foremost of Visco Cam, of, of the app that they use on their yeah. phones to, to edit photos. Um, so, but that wasn't the original intention or the first product or the first thing you guys did. Um, and it's that's such a competitive market. There are a million photo editing apps on, on yeah. a, you know, that you can get. Um, and, and I think that's been what's really fascinating to me is that you guys have created one that has really stood out and really set apart um, from all the other ones. You know, I think um, it's just really fascinating because you didn't really set out with aspirations to, I assume at least to create um, at first and foremost, this app that people would use to edit. It sounds like you started off with something that was more of like this professional tool, yeah. you know, people used on their computers to edit their photography and then mobile photography was just really blowing up and you just, I mean, it was exactly. actually, I mean, it was before mobile photography was even, truly blowing up. I mm -hmm. mean, it, the, the thought around it was, is there was at the same time we had launched our journal, which um, was a platform that we utilized to showcase the work of those that were using Visco film in their, in, the, in their creative process. And we really quickly realized there was this large community that was not professional photographers mm -hmm. that were inspired by or engaged with, with, with our products. And so, Visco Cam was initially born out, the first version of it was really born out of somewhat of a marketing tool, but really ultimately out of a tool to help connect those that weren't uh, professional photographers mm -hmm. to give them a way into the, this ecosystem, this sure. community yeah. um, to express themselves. And we realized very early on that it, this was something that was a beautiful uh, medium for for creating beautiful content. And and we kind of had this moment where we took a look at what Visco Cam was, where we were going to Visco Film, and we had these goals to take what we had learned in the process of building Visco Film and custom camera raw profiles, and how would we translate that? Uh, and we kind of had this trickle-down effect that we were looking at, but we said, why not just start with our end goal? And that's the simplest form factor for shooting, editing, and sharing an image mm -hmm. uh, on a mobile phone. And so we took the time to kind of rework it. Uh, we actually built our own image processing platform that we run everything on for Visco Cam on iOS and Android. It's not built around uh, 
iOS's core image or or Android set of tools, um, but really kind of our own proprietary platform. Um, and we really set out to accomplish that on a mobile device. And I think through that time, there's been a uh, mobile photos have been seen as a legitimate art form, and it's a lot of what we tried to take a stab out of saying, hey, everything doesn't have to be gimmicky, you know, heavy textures on top of it, extremely over-processed. Let's take that subtle beauty mm-hmm. um, that's, that's seen in film and, and seen what we were hoping to create in utilizing Visco film, and let's bring that to the mobile right. platform. I would say you guys have a lot to do with the fact that mobile photography gets taken so seriously now. I think when Instagram first came out and, you know, pre-Visco cam, even before Instagram, I mean, there was photo editing apps and they, you're right. I mean, they were very heavily reliant on textures and, and like a film scratchy effect and borders and like hyper saturation and stuff like that. Um, and I really think that so much of what set Visco cam apart and, and, you know, made it so different was that, your goal was to keep it quieter and simpler and more focused on just elevating a really well taken photo as opposed to just like having a a shit photo be covered in crazy colors or textures to sort of like mask the fact that there wasn't much put into it. I mean, you guys have really done a great job of honoring first and foremost, like the, the photography, the art of it and all that. And I think, I mean, to your guys' credit, I think, there's a huge part of mobile photography being taken seriously because you guys stepped in and along with Apple, like having the, the hardware in place, like made yeah. it be able to be taken seriously. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just not a really a question no, as I, much as the compliment. I, mean, I think, I, I think you. a lot of people, I, I personally think that Visco um, and the iPhone itself, and then to a different extent, Instagram as the platform are really like three of the main things that have turned mobile photography into something that even a professional photographer would consider as a serious part of their business. Sure. That's yeah. It, it was something kind of in my own, in my business as a photographer is a something that I learned around year five or six when I had to go back to look at some photos that I had shot in my first year or two and realize that um, I had relied so heavily upon what the trends were in photo processing at the time to really kind of uh, dictate my style or the look and to, and to show what was good. And at that time it was already outdated and it was five years and I was, I was, I was almost kind of disgusted with, with how the images looked. And I kind of really made a commitment at that time to really focus on, on elements that were timeless Mm -hmm. uh, where processing didn't dictate the photo, but the composition, the context, the, the story that was being told or the story that was actually being captured a moment in time, mm-hmm. um, which is really uh, what I what I love to focus on. And I think that's something that our goal with Visco Cam, with what we show on Visco Grid, and and even on the journal, is really to kind of to to show the beauty and the subtlety and the timelessness that sure. that is possible. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, I would say we're like decidedly old school. We just are using technology, new school things to to push that forward but the things like just like joel said just like classic photography and photographers and film i mean that's another thing is people often are like and you guys hate film making like visco film like your you know our digital product but it's it's actually the opposite we love film but Mm -hmm. the reality is analog film is is going the way of the buffalo and so it makes sense for us to try to digitally archive this in a way that's it's a passion project for us sure Um, uh, I think everything that we do is is essentially a, pra- a passion project because we we love that classic. Right. Yeah. And it's funny. I mean, I think people can describe now like photos having like an Instagram look, quote unquote. You know, I mean, um, and I think that, you know, that's preceded Visco Cam. And I think now a lot of people would say like there's almost a Visco look. Um, But I think what they're really saying is that there's like you just kind of described it. It's sort of a a classic look. It's it's uh, emulates film. It's it's more reminiscent of a professional grade of of coloration and tones and and uh, saturation levels and exposure levels and all that. I mean, you're really giving people sort of this uh, more accessible, toned down, like raw settings, you know, that professional photographers professional photographers would normally use people who don't even know about those controls it feels to me like it's a 
it's a simple, you know, a very simple approach when you're using the app that you're kind of getting like a, a inside look at what professional photographers have had for a long time in Photoshop. Um, and then you guys kind of limit the, the floor and the ceiling of those things. And I think that's been really great too. It's not just like a total free for all, like you're very obviously thoughtful and, um, meticulous about the degrees to which people can edit within your own app, at least on, uh, at least in ViscoCam itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's another interesting question I would have. Have you guys seen people use, um, the Visco app itself and Visco cam in ways that you really never imagined or in ways that you're like, Oh, we never pictured someone would edit, you know, something like this or just things that have really surprised you. I mean, you, you must see so many photos every single what day. The, yeah. What was that? That stop motion video that was done on, uh, uh Dave, Dave, Dave Hill, the photographer, Dave Hill shot, a stop motion movie. Mm-hmm. It was like this weird, like sci-fi space movie, and he shot it frame by frame on, on Visco Cam, which was really cool to see the final result. I don't think you'd ever see that. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that surprised me initially is people having the desire to process their DSLR photos via Visco Cam, and huh. so yeah. we see you know some fantastic photographers creating really beautiful work, and they're they're sending it through Visco Cam to process. I think that initially, yeah, so it was like, oh wow, but yeah. the the results are fantastic yeah. too. Um, I think the other thing um, that really surprised me is just the international scale and the 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 ability for so many different people all over the world could to create great work. Mm-hmm. And I think like you know if I'm a if I'm someone it's it's really expensive to buy a DSLR camera and to buy Lightroom and all this other and stuff. And a computer. And a right. computer. <laughs> but, but so many people all over the world have access to a, either an Android or an iPhone. And, and so being able to, for the first time in their lives, be able to do something that's really creative that gets great results is, mm-hmm. is amazing. And that's, I think, just a really a real testament to the quality of mobile, mobile phones and, uh, but yeah, just being able for us to see that and, and to give them a help, give them a voice is really was really inspiring to me. Yeah, yeah I, I I'd, I'd kind of agree with that. I think it, it's not so much a single project or I mean, there's been you know certain individuals are like, oh no way they use it, that's awesome. Because yeah. um, I think that's kind of a thing. But I think as a whole, you know, we're we're two guys in you know California and Colorado and. And starting something to now know, like, uh, you know, we're now over 78% of our users are international. Hmm. Um, And the photos being shared literally from around the world, um, you know, uh, two of our top 10 cities are in Saudi Arabia. Hmm. Uh, China and Southeast Asia are just absolutely massive. And I think probably the most amazing thing for me is to sit and view the photos from around the world, different perspectives of life. Uh, different, you know, different points of view, sure. uh, different ways of seeing what's beautiful, uh, I think has been the, the most kind of, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I still, I, every morning I grab a cup of coffee uh, and I look through, you know, our team's uploading now around, or curating around 400 images a day mm-hmm. to grid. And each morning I grab a cup of coffee and take like 15 minutes to just kind of flip through it. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, one of my questions for you was, um, were, had, there, had there been any photographers who, uh, whose work you guys already really respected and admired and then saw that they had been using Visco without you guys having like been like, hey, you should try, our, you know, try out Visco or whatever. And all of a sudden they were just using it. And it was like, oh, my God, I mean, it's being it's being used by these people who before we're using God knows what, and now they're like championing our app with just on their own accord. And it sounds like that's happened, but the more overwhelming thing has just been the sheer... Someone like, that we loved, um, that we knew before, yeah. that we just realized was using it. I think Greg has a story. We just yeah, met the, someone. The guys from Fader, the, the, the photographer, Gordy Wood, uh, is a fantastic photographer. And um, we we knew that he used it, but we didn't know to what degree. So uh-huh. like... Yeah, I shot the Lana Del Rey cover and we used Visco on it. And so for us, that's cool. A, Lana Del Rey is cool. But B, like, Fader is amazing. It's, yeah. a, it's a magazine we have a ton of respect for because they've really 
maintain their creative integrity over a long period of time. Uh, and so we were, that was pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, there was a, I think I believe his name is Thomas Ekstrom who shot for Monocle. And yeah. that was pretty neat to, to have that. That was, that was a couple of years ago now, I think. So yeah, it was, it's almost two years, two years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, I think it, it's consistently, cause we're actually, it's very rare that we reach out to anyone and say, Hey, you should try this out. Right. Right. What really happens is we get a lot of emails like, Hey, you guys don't know, but I actually use this on this. And you're like, what? Yeah. No way. Like, that, that's so cool. Which is especially uh, interesting for anything that would end up in print. Because I think like, I don't know, I mean, the idea of editing a photo on mobile is still mostly that it only ever lives on a screen. Um, so the fact that people like Greg earlier, you mentioned people taking their, you know, DSLR photos and then processing them through ViscoCam um, that they may end up like in their portfolio or they may end up in print somewhere on an album cover or in a magazine. I mean, that's it's amazing. I mean, it's literally taking a chunk out of where people used to just use Photoshop, they look at this as this very respectable, totally acceptable thing to be editing their photos with, which is pretty revolutionary when you think about it, considering there's not been a whole lot of other players, I guess, in that world that can get taken more seriously than, than Photoshop. Yeah. Um, that's, that's amazing. Last year's February issue of Billboard magazine, uh, photographer Mike Lerner, um, who's Justin Bieber's tour photographer, the, the cover image was processed in Visco, um, and multiple images in that issue were, were shot on Visco cam. I mean, I think it's consistently. I think that's the the, the amazing thing, really, is what people are able to capture. Mm -hmm. I mean, I it's someone that you know I we've loved for a long time, and he's really been one of the the early adopters on our end is Kevin Russ. And I still, to this day, like w when I met him, I was like, you're not using an iPhone, are you? You're, you're serious. You got to be using a DSLR for that. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. So, you know, it's just Visco Cam, I promise. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, just always being flattered by what people and who the people are that are using it to share all that stuff. That's just, that's so cool to hear. So, Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, that's what gets us really excited is, um, and something that we stress here is it's not it's not about us it's not about visco it's it's about what people are able to create and and make and and that's the important thing like to be it needs to be something bigger than us as individuals or, or visco and that's that's what's cool just to see people right. make stuff yeah um, as far as the growth of the company goes, I mean, when it first started and it was just like, I mean, obviously you two being the co-founders, um, who else was a part like in the very early on, you know, portion of like in the life of Visco? Yeah, there, there were, we, we like to say there was five of us kind of really in the founding team. Mm -hmm. Um, Mike Wu, who's our CTO, uh, and really, I mean, I, <laughs> Like life without Mike, Visco would never have happened. To be quite honest, I mean, we never would have got Visco film out, our products, anything. Like, because Greg and I, neither of us are technical co-founders, which is really rare. Um, and from a past experience, I knew if I ever did anything, like the first person I had to bring on uh, was Mike. Um, and so um, then we also have uh, Wayne Wu, um, and they are brothers, although you'd never know it. Um, literally, like most employees in our companies don't believe us when we say they're brothers. Um, but Wayne from a design, UI, UX, uh, and really, you know, like a, a part of the creative force behind Visco, um, and pretty much the majority of everything you've seen from us has really gone through Wayne's hand and is really kind of an extension of Wayne's vision. Um, uh, and then uh, a guy by the name is Zach Hodges. Um, who's really kind of the mad scientist of the team and really the, the, the audio engineer turned Visco film creator inventor who, you know, doesn't know that he shouldn't be able to do it. And he just does it. And that's kind of the beauty of a lot of what we do. It's, you know, we're, we're not confined by this is how it's done or this is how things should work. It's this is how we want it to work and hmm. we'll find a way. Yeah. 
Yeah, you guys have a lot, of, a lot of different types of cooks in the kitchen, you know, early on, but everyone sounds like they did something totally different yet completely necessary to um, the conceptualization and the, um, con you know, and the actual like, creation of what you guys have done. And I think that's awesome. Um, what's crazy is, so that was in the beginning. How many years ago was that? That was, uh, it was for, technically formed March of 2011. Okay. Um, we like to really say our anniversary is November 15th from 2011. Mm -hmm. And that was the day we launched Visco Film. Cool. Um, I'll throw in one other kind of really key person into that. Um, and that's uh, uh, Christina, um, who's actually Greg's sister, but she is the uh, editor-in-chief of uh, the journal, and she's the head of curation. So everything you see from us, uh, from, from our journal side and from Grid, which is actually when, when someone asks me like what I'm proud about, I really point them to those two places, to our journal, to see um, how members in our community are, are utilizing our products. Um, but then ultimately also grid to see, you know, people are capturing that. So uh, I like to think if we hadn't had that, that voice of curation, um, that we would have been a much different company. Um, so, hmm. That's yeah. cool. I mean, we, and, and sorry, yeah, into this day, I mean, I think, you know, we've now grown just actually this past week, we've grown to a hundred employees. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And I, and I, and I think the, the thing that we've always stayed true to and uh, has been that surround ourselves with people that that raise the bar, that bring something unique, that bring a passion uh, for for something that can really add to what we're doing here. Um, and that's really the the lifeblood of this company. I mean, it's it's both our users and, and our team. Um, and so um, we enjoy doing what we're doing. Uh, the see on people's faces when they come in. Um, it, it's really just a, it's a special thing to, yeah. to, to be a part of. Yeah. I think adding to that, the other thing that makes us very different as it relates to personnel is we, we hire a lot of people that I guess we'd call misfits, but we just call people that are creative because I, I think a lot of times the hyper creative people don't really fit in a corporate environment. That's why they end up freelancing or, um, just trying to do their own thing, create art on the side. And, and so for us, we really strive to have this structure, this business, but also like, I mean, we have people uh, that literally their business cards are artists and we just ask them to create stuff. That's beautiful. Um, and then even, even someone who's like an engineer who you wouldn't normally say is an artist, they're very, very creative and, they haven't maybe fit in in other places, but they're able to solve problems and are very passionate about creating things. So, uh, yeah, I think that's another thing that really defines us, and it, which also brings its own set of challenges. Nothing is like black and white uh -huh. here. We have a lot of grays and a lot of overlaps, but it also forces us to be highly, highly collaborative. Right, right. Um, so as far as the... Uh on the more, um, I guess, technical and aesthetic sort of level of the, the products and what you guys actually offer. Um, I mean, is the, is your focus right now, um, mainly, or is the, that is sort of like the, the, um, key product of what you guys do, Visco cam and the, and the presets that you release, would you say that's kind of like, seems like the, the, the main thing and then film and keys and the other ones are all are, are also important, but not as prioritized or what's the no it's i mean it, it's definitely um visco cam and visco grid um and and really that ecosystem and platform um is really the focus uh visco film is is an extension of that um and and things like visco keys are are more everything we've done has been because we've built things that we ourselves have wanted mm -hmm. um certain things i'd say visco keys is not um, as mass market and as far reaching right. and utilized as, as something like Visco Cam. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a niche product for someone that deals in volume and volume and processing in Lightroom. Um, anyone who doesn't know what Visco Keys is, can you just kind of like briefly explain that? Just Yeah, yeah. So, so Visco Keys is a way to map and automate um, keys on the keyboard uh, for, for Lightroom. So previously... Uh, the, a lot of the other tools were more of actually it was mapping mouse movements. So 
there's some products and basically in order to maximize the efficiency of your workflow, you couldn't touch the, you could only use the mouse and you couldn't touch the keyboard. And it was, you kind of had to leave things in place and use the keyboard and never move your mouse around, um, which just wasn't as effective and really kind of, you know, it wasn't customizable. And so Visco Keys was really set out to, to really, to, to kind of change that. Um, but, but I mean, I definitely say like, as we've moved forward, the, the vision around Visco Cam, Visco Grid, our journal, really that uh, shooting, editing, and sharing um, content is is really been the focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, a lot of what a lot of what you'll see as we move forward is continuing to expand upon that. So, a lot of the focus has been um, on a single image shot, edit, and shared via mobile phone. Um, and then, really, as that starts to grow between grid, we had just announced the, the beta for Visco Journal. So giving what we've been using of building out journal content and long form content for our own selves, um, handing that over to users to create their own long form content and tell tell stories from a different uh, perspective. Um, and so I think we're really focused on continuing to develop both the tools and services around um, creatives telling their story, um, whatever it may be. Cool. Um, so when you guys have to put out, like so recently, and you, you're constantly putting out new products that integrate into the platforms that you've created. So whether it's like Visco um, Film with you know new presets or Visco Cam with new presets, is that would I mean is that um, is that a real challenge coming up with new ones? Because um, I feel like there's so much already fine-tuned stuff. So I know you guys recently released um, the Minimalist Collection just this past week, I think it was, and it's, you know, so 10 new presets. So when it comes to actually figuring out, all right, what is, an, what is a new aesthetic that we'd like to offer people in a preset and sort of like frame, frame a new offering up as, um, you know, are there just like a million ideas and you're just trying to like pace, pace them out? Or is it yeah. a challenge to like figure out, okay, like, what do, how do we package these up and, and, you know, you know what I mean? Like aesthetically and creating new offerings for people when there are, there is a lot in there already. Yeah. I think we have a lot of ideas. I mean, if you just go back to analog film, there was so many different film stocks that you could shoot with. And so for us, a lot of it is, you know, we want to find and explore slightly different ways to do things. Um, that being said, I mean, if we ever get a point, we're not just going to make as many presets as possible just for the sake of making as many presets as possible. Like we do want the quality always needs to stay absolutely yeah. high and it needs to be something like we, we literally say, is this something that we'd really be excited about using ourselves and right. want to use ourselves? So, um, you know, there, there's a, we create a grip load of mood boards. We kind of plan things out. We not kind of we do plan things out and. Mm-hmm figure out like, okay, how is this different? How is this better? How can we improve this? Who is this going to really cater towards? Sure. Uh, so, And I think to add on that, the other kind of driving force behind a lot of new things is also as hardware improves, um, as well as, as we explore. I mean, we've, we're actually pouring a lot of money into R&D uh, and building out an image processing team and, and really kind of finding new ways to improve the quality um, of our tools. And so as that happens, that's a lot of actually even some of this minimalist pack, you know, there's small nuances in how these presets are working. We actually call them presets and not just filters because, you know, as a part of building our own image processing platform, I mean, it's a, you know, for example, our exposure tools, not utilizing the general exposure uh, tools found in core image in iOS. We've, thought, how do we want this to work? Right. And we're, we're always, as our tagline says, always moving forward. We are, you know, there's a continual basis of improving what we already have. Like good is not good enough mm-hmm. in what we do. Um, and so that's that's another big driving force on what we continue to put out. Cool. Um, some of the other collaborations and projects, um, like the Levi's preset sort of collaboration, um, the Hypebeast one. I think that's, I, I loved when I, and I saw those and, and there's a very like, I mean, if you're familiar with Hypebeast and gen, and their aesthetic and a lot of the photographers that they work with, you can see it when you, when you, you know, tap those presets on your own photos, like the look and the tones and the, 
and the colors sort of feel that you get from them. It's very, it's very, um, it just makes sense. Same with the Levi's thing, the color in the black and white, and then the newer one that you guys just put out. Um, are there any other dream collaborations or things that you guys would, any other companies or people or products or things that like would only make sense to truly do not only just as Visco, but Visco times another thing like, you know, I mean, I know you'll be doing more, but any that maybe you guys have talked about or would love to do eventually that would make perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess without like jumping into names right away, I think we have a pretty high, uh, I guess, barrier in that we, we just really want to work for those companies that we're putting our name with Visco right. apps, whatever we, we want them to be companies that value the creative and, and not just us as like, Hey, we're a creative company, but like the creative community as a whole, um, that they're not looking to take advantage or just like, you know, tax as much out of them as possible. We want them to like have a vested interest in, um, making things better. Like it, it can be a win-win situation for everybody. Right. Uh, so that's, that's one thing. And, and, um, so in terms of, companies I, I don't know if we should really name anything right yeah, now I mean, we, we, we have a lot in the works i mean i think yeah. i i think you know there's a lot from you know museums artists labels i think the, the really interesting thing that we kind of come to find that greg's mentioned kind of this win-win the premise behind all of these uh, we always say if we win we win together um and and the other kind of real core thing that we really preach is honoring art and artists and so mm -hmm. Like the premise behind Levi's was how can we honor our community? How can we get jobs for our community? How can we make sure their name is properly attributed to their work and with throughout the campaign? Um, how how is how is this possible? Because I think that's something that, you know, like the premise behind what we do, we always say if you know by creatives for creatives, like uh, it is stuff that Greg and I wanted in our own businesses right, as right. we create content. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, uh, um, that's something that we feel, you know, really, uh, we feel is very important. Um, you know, so. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love it. It makes sense, um, that you would only want to do it with companies that get what you guys do, get, understand your vision. You guys respect them and brands and people and artists or whatever it may be that it just makes sense. Not just like, Hey, let's do this. Cause it would be some good press or something. I mean, and you, I mean, you guys like, I mean, that just seeps out of the, out of the pores of Visco, I guess, just like doing things because the founders and the people who work there are passionate about something. I've never really at all. I can't think of any examples of something that you guys have released that's felt frivolous. Um, and that's felt superficial or felt sort of gimmicky or anything. I mean, it feels a very, thought through and very crafted in, in a way that you guys want it to be because you're sort of really trying to maintain a very carefully created brand and product that people can enjoy and use. Um, and I think it's very obvious. And I think it's a big reason why you guys have had awesome success and people really respect um, the, the products that you put out um, just because it's very consistently well, well thought through. Um, the kind no, of, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I was going to be changing subjects, so if you wanted to mention anything about well, that, gonna, feel free. Well, I mean, kind of what I was going to lead into that and kind of what started out early with the hype beast. And one of the, the actual first one that we did was with uh, it was Street Etiquette with uh, Joshua and Travis at Street Etiquette around their fashion editorial, mm -hmm. Slumflower. And something we learned really early on with that was that, you know, we could take that money we could take money that we have and we could put it into ads and promoting the Visco brand and, and, and kind of things around that. And, or we could take money that we have and we can help promote those within our community um, and help lift them, elevate them up, what they're working on, their story, their vision. Mm -hmm. And, and really that's a win-win. Um, and so, you know, kind of leading into that and kind of the heart, that's kind of grown from that is really the growth of what's now the artist initiative. Um, that was exactly what I was going to ask you about next. <laughs> so oh, awesome. Take Perfect. it away. So, tell, tell us about the, the artist initiative. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, that's really a lot of what we stem from early on and, you know, Hey, we're, we have some money. We're, what are we going to put it towards? And this was, you know, we had recently in April taken around a financing and I'll get to that portion of it. But well before that, 
Uh, we had up until this April, we've never taken any money from anyone. Greg and I contributed $133 to the company each. Um, and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. A yeah. lot. That's more valuable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we, we really, we were really, we knew where everything came from, and that was from our community. Uh-huh. Um, and we were noticing a lot of amazing creatives just saying, I wish I had the freedom to take a break to go explore this vision I have or the, yeah. this, this passion of mine that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, you know, let, let, let's do this. Let's, so we, we kind of threw a series of events and kind of post that whole uh, street etiquette sunflower event. So let's set aside some money that we allow and equip uh, creatives to go do this. And not just photographers. That's something that's very important to us because you know, you know, Joshua and Travis are fashion bloggers. Um, we have the uh, event that we just announced. It's coming up. Eric Otto uh, from a, you know, painter, muralist. Uh, crazy wood sculpture. Yeah. It's just mm. crazy. And, and it's really, a, I think, the true testament to who our community is, is those that document the creative process and their creative life sure. uh, utilizing our products. It doesn't have to be that their medium for telling their story is entirely photography. Yeah. I think um, that's so important too, because there's so many people who would love to utilize the camera on their phone and Visco, but might not think they're a photographer. Maybe they make something with their hands and they just want to photograph it in a nice way. And it's yeah. good that you're trying to enable that, not just strictly keep it to that it's about the medium, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so the artist initiative was really born out of that way of kind of a, um, a, it, it works in kind of in the sense that, you know, we help equip artists to tell their story and give them a platform to, to share that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really, you know, as we took around the financing um, in April, uh, that was really kind of a big part of it. We, as we were talking to different uh, VCs, um, it was kind of this notion of like, hey, like this is something that's important to us. Not only is it important to us, but the first thing that we're going to do when you give us money is we're, we're making this fund a million dollars. Like these conversations need to stop if you're not comfortable with that. Like we're the first thing we're going to do with any money you give us is give it away. Uh And like for some, it was kind of like, (laughs) no, like that's not what we want. But that's really um, the group of guys, Ryan Sweeney and Voss at Excel. We weren't, we had not even signed with them or anything. And we, the artist initiative had been announced and within 30 minutes of that, they called and they said, even if you don't ever go with us, uh, we'll match that amount. Wow. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll match that amount. We believe in it. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll do that. Um, we did the deal. They actually matched and put up uh, $500,000 towards um, the artist initiative. And so it was something that was really, you know, they wanted to show also that they believed in it and that they were willing to support it. And so it's been something that I think uh, you'll start to see a lot more of. We're, we're starting to share as we're really building out the team around supporting that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the projects starting to, you know, really come to fruition. Um, but I'm, I'm really proud and really excited for what's cool. coming out of that. And you guys have already done that with some artists. I mean, you've, you've been, you had like kind of a first set of people who you basically gave these scholarship funds to and they could go and, and shoot. Yeah, I think we're at about around 20 now. And I mean, it's a pretty wide variety. We have stop motion photography. We have um, Izzy, who's a 14-year-old in New York, who just creates, she cooks, she designs, she takes photos. So we're doing a little book with her. Um, to Kevin Russ, who does who travels around the U.S. and takes photos with his iPhone, and they're unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, we have a huge range of different types and styles of, of artists, and we're really proud of that. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, and we, we're just looking to to continue go, going forward and and make it a really sustainable thing. Yeah. Does that do, are, do artists get, I mean, is there just like an allotted amount that artists like are given and it's meant, like the, this fund is kind of meant to stretch over time with lots of different people? Yeah, so... When I say sustainable, the, the goal is, well, there's no, like, it's X amount of dollars. We we actually ask the artists to create a really detailed budget mm. of, and, and tell us what this is, where you're going. And, sure. and so it ranges a little bit. 
Um, but it's also a really good exercise and, and for an artist to have to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then from there, it's they work on their project. We try to provide the mentorship as much as possible. Um, and then we either end up showcasing that work digitally or via books, which will be launching, and then um, or a, an art show and, a, and an event. But in the case of a you know, say for instance, a book, half of the proceeds go to the artist, and half of the proceeds go back into the fund, not into Visco, but back into the fund. And uh-huh. so. What we find so intriguing about that is I, as an artist, can do what I feel really passionate about. And then in turn, that enables another artist or two artists or however many to do that. And so it's just kind of paying it forward. Right, right, right. So we're not we don't profit off of it, but we do it because we feel it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And we feel that if artists are not looking out for other artists, it's I mean, who else will? So. That's, that's kind of the, the thought behind that. And we're still trying to figure a lot of things out, mm-hmm. um, but the intentions I feel are right and yeah. we're, we're going to do something really beautiful. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I'm so encouraged and like inspired to hear that. And I think a lot of other artists and designers already have been, and if they're just learning about this now, they will be. Um, it's just, yeah, it's great. It's, it's cool to see this being more yeah. than about just creating this app that, edits photos and then that's it. I mean, you guys have really created such a, an incredible story sort of, and sort of narrative behind, I mean, the messaging and like what Visco represents and it's all about. I mean, it's so much more than just the products you put out. Um, Absolutely. You know, the artist initiative thing is so cool that you're just enabling people to go create what they want to make, what they want to do and, and be the reason that they were able to go do that. And then in turn, they kind of give some, back like you said and then someone else can try and do it and becomes this sustainable sort of ecosystem of encouraging creativity which i mean there's not a ton of platforms for that for freelancers and for people who are on their own and and independent creators you know once they're outside of the realm of school or their own company i mean it's it's cool it's sort of this network that you can latch on to if you are interested in you know getting on board um so yeah that's awesome um So just kind of last thing, I mean, are there any, uh, do you guys both, I, you know, independently have any personal projects you work on or is Visco, all things Visco pretty much like it? I mean, I mean, obviously taking your own photos from time to time, but do you have any other yeah. side things you guys spend time I on? mean, the first year, the first year we worked side jobs. I mean, we didn't, we took, Greg and I for the first year didn't take a salary uh, in, or very, very very reduced salary mm-hmm. um, in order to hire more employees. Um, Cause I still have my photography business. I still hadn't wrapped that up and Greg from design. Um, but I mean, I think Visco as a whole, I mean, you know, one passion project or, you know, back to one of my loves is architecture and construction. I mean, I've grown up in construction my whole life. So, uh-huh. you know, we're building out uh, 45,000 square feet uh, of space here in Oakland and so that design process and, you know, out in Colorado, you know, we're moving into getting ready to move into new offices and do a build out there as well as in New York. So those are also yeah. side projects yeah. in a sense that are, yeah. you know, uh, but they're, they're, they're very much passion play. So, yeah, yeah I, I think kind of the great thing is oftentimes people do side projects because that's what their passion is. They have to right. do something during the day to pay the bills. And then their side project is what they're passionate about. But I think um, we're in a very fortunate situation in that this is our passion project. It's great that it makes money, right. um, but we do it because it's something that we love. So, yeah, not and not a lot of time for side projects anyways. Yeah. We both have kids too. So. Yeah, that's, that's, a side, that's a bit of a side <laughs> project too. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. So. Cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, I don't want to keep you guys much longer. I just... Uh, you know, I want to thank you guys for, for making the time and um, for being just a really inspiring conversation to me personally and, and uh, making what you guys make. And and it's just it's very encouraging. It's very cool. It's just great to know that, you know, beyond the products you guys make, that creativity and, and artists themselves are being very championed um, by a company that that cares very deeply about this stuff. And um, it's really obvious in talking to you guys kind of where that all comes from. So, um, yeah, thanks for doing what you do. It's, it's really exciting and, and, and fun to watch and just awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank awesome. you so much. Really yeah. appreciate you 
for reaching out to us and taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you guys making the time. Um, so cool. Uh, well, uh, if, unless there's anything else you guys want to add, um, I know people can um, find you both on uh, Twitter. Uh, I think it's just both your names, right? Just Greg Lutz and okay. Joel Flory. Joel D. Yeah, Joel D. Flory. Joel D. Flory. Um, yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah, great. Well, hey, thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.